Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. M95.9, home of the Afropolitan. A very big thank you to John Pullman. He'll be back tomorrow evening at the same time um, for another great show. Um, we'll, I look forward to what he has um, on offer for us. So it's a very warm welcome from me, Dr. Cindy Siwef and Sale. We had a bit of a glitch last night, but hey, we are back. We are back for Sidebar with Cindy. And a lot of you will have heard me on Uncaptured. Um, I did, um, you know, some, some, some slots with um, Uhumuto and Undumiso on Uncaptured. And I also did some stuff with um, Sutumeya on Saturday um, breakfast um, in the mornings. And I am now here with my own talk show, which will be on Mondays to Thursdays between 7 and 8 p.m. So I'm very excited about it. And just to give a bit of background of who I am, I think it's important for me to start off with that. Is, um, so I was born in Harare in Zimbabwe in 1976. I'm 43 years old. Um, I have two kids um, that I call the Caramelos. I'm married to Marina Svansale, and I happen to be a medical doctor. So there's a lot of things that I am, and I also happen to be a medical doctor, which is a bit of a bonus for, for a lot of my friends because I help them out for free. Um, my first name is actually Doreen, and that's a name that I don't really use. Um, it's a nice name. I, I have nothing against the name Doreen, but I don't use it. So if you call me Doreen, I might take a long time to respond. But generally, people call me Cindy or some people call me Dr. Cindy. But you can call me Cindy. I really, I really don't mind. Um, in terms of what I like, gosh, I like a lot of things. I am multifaceted. I like a lot of things and um, I have a lot of interests. I mean, medicine is just one of the things that I like. I've always said this to people that my first love is actually radio and medicine is my second love. And there's a lot of other things that I like doing. So um, if, you know, if you follow me on Twitter at Cindy Fansale, you'll know that I spend a lot of my life tweeting. Um, I probably sleep for about three to four hours a day, but the rest of the time I'm tweeting and I'm, I'm tweeting things that interest me, things that excite me. And I look forward to chatting to you on Sidebar Cindy about the things that I'm interested in. Um, it's going to be great. Um, I love talking and I love listening. So that's also good. So we, we really, really will have a great time. This evening's show is about, um, you know, how did you know you had grown up how do you know that you're transitioned from you know you know childhood or preschool phase you know as an adult to proper adulting and i have two great great guests in studio i'll be chatting to fortune messina a bit later on and i'll also be chatting to dr annelesi swana who's a clinical psychologist and a lecturer at the university of johannesburg and they'll be bringing in their insights about what's happening you know what happens you know when you reach that moment of oh my gosh i'm now an adult just about the show going forward, um, what can you look forward to? You can look forward to a whole host of topics, as I've said. Um, you know, as far as my timeline goes, there's no topic I haven't covered. Um, we discuss everything on Twitter. So we'll be bringing some of those topics here. And of course, I'll be sharing a bit of my life. Um, I'm an open book, as most of you know. Um, there's, there's very few things I don't share. There are things that I definitely don't share. But most times I'm an open book because I find that we can learn from each other's experiences. So I'm here to learn from you guys and you are here to learn from me. So that should be fun. But um, 95.9 KFM, home of the Afropolitan, I'm very happy to be here. And um, thank you so much, Fortune. I'm so glad that you're back. You know, last night was interesting and I'm thankful that you were there to keep us company. Oh, cool, man. I had fun just chilling with you guys, listening to the mixes, you know. It was, it was really cool. It was a nice icebreaker. I suppose. So for me, 
um, you know, Fortune, I realized that I was a grown-up after my mom passed away. And this happened in May 2013. And I've, you know, I, 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 can, I can tell I'm different. I know that I'll never be the Cindy that I was before she passed away. The hard thing for me was arranging a funeral for a person that I thought wouldn't pass away. It's, it's, it's silly to, to think that mm-hmm. we imagine that mm-hmm. parents won't pass away. Right, but there was May 2013 in the middle of of depression, arranging a funeral, and the hardest part was that my mom had asked to, had asked to be cremated, so I was fighting her family members around this issue of cremation, and I had to grow up. I remember sitting in a room, um, one of the spare rooms at my mom's house, and my mom's cousins were coming in one by one to reprimand me for cremating her. But this, mm-hmm. this was her wish to be cremated. Yeah. And in that moment, I was covered in a blanket. I sat there and I realized that, oh my gosh, this is it. I will never be the same again. I'm no longer a child. I, don't lo- I no longer have a mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally on my own. And when those things are happening, you want the world to stop. You want the world to stop and you want someone to just hold you and tell you that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. Yep. That doesn't happen. So for you, Fortune, I mean, you're a sibling of, you're the eldest of six you yep, have, um, yep. you know, have um, brothers. You, Ramesh, Quinton, Anthony, and then you have twins. Uh, have your, twin your sisters. Si- twin yes. sisters. Oh, I love yes. the twins. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah. how have you navigated the transition from being umrepa and now you're a creative producer? You have a family of your own. You're married to Letitia. You have four kids. How has how has that happened? Well, uh, I would say you're lucky that you only became a grown up in, you know, like at the age of thirty seven. At the age of thirty seven. Um, because when I look at it, I look at like just that process of, you know, becoming older in three sections. Yeah. So I would look at it as there's aging, mm. um, there's growing up and then there's maturing. All right. So um, I'm explaining this so that you can get the context of where I'm going. Yes. But I feel aging is just getting older. Yes. Um, as each you, year adds on it, it just adds on but there's no personal growth there's nothing you know and there are people like that who just who are just growing older uh but there's no significant difference uh in 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 terms of their growth yes um and then there comes a times where you need to grow up and growing up just really to me just means you become more rational you become responsible um your behavior changes mm-hmm. you you know you you know you become well behaved and appropriate um that that's growing up yeah um and for me that point happened in nine i think i would say year 2000 okay and how old were you in the year 2000? i was 24 okay um i was 24 when i when i knew that i was now a grown-up and um i'm here with my son he's somewhere around here walking around checking out you know they <laughs> looks just but, like you yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that happened because i'll tell you what what had happened is you know i was working i was a young man and my first job first car you know uh, i was traveling the world yeah and it was exciting um and i thought i had grown up at that time but i actually wasn't i was still a kid just playing around until i um got my firstborns and my eldest uh, kids so so having a child is what brought you into well, grown-uphood as it were 
I don't know if having a child would have, but I had two kids. Okay. I, I had two kids like in the same year, a day apart. Oh, and that's why I call them my twins. Okay, you know, and um, I call them my twins. One of them is here, and uh, hopefully, um, my daughter is is listening at home. But um, that for me was was a moment where I had to grow up and. Uh, I had to stand up and be responsible, um, mm. you know, so becoming a parent, uh, just correcting it, beca- having a child, but I had two. So that, that for me was a moment where I had to uh, become responsible, become um, a grown up sure. for real. I mean, at the age of 24, I was in first year medicine. I don't even know if I'd have been able to cope with the child's fortune. And there yeah. you were, and you had two of them. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I mean, you know, the mother's, a beautiful, yeah. you know, strong, intelligent uh, women who helped me, you know, helped me become, because I know they say women actually mature quicker, <laughs> fast, quicker yes. than us. Which is you true, know? which is yeah. true for the most part. Which then leads me to that maturity. Yeah. That's, that's like more three-dimensional. Mm. So maturity is all the experience that you've gathered throughout your years, how it not only uh, impacts you, but how it actually impacts on everybody else around you that's that for me is maturity yeah um it's you know with all the experience that you now have how do you um how does it benefit your family how does it benefit your you know community and how does it help you move forward how how does it help not just you Mm. and that's the thing and i think growing up is it's you it's about you Mm. you gotta do this pay the bills Mm. show up at the right place say the right things but then maturity is you know, when when I see other young people um, talk about other young men talk about having two or three girlfriends, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, like I take it upon myself to say what I think is right, and I think that's what maturity is. But so just, that's okay. So those are the levels. Okay. So okay. those are the levels. So now, okay. So when so when you reach this level of maturity, because obviously you weren't always like that. There was a stage in your life where you also thought it was cool to have two or three girlfriends. I'm, I'm not saying you exactly. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying in general. Um, so how do you prevent yourself from being the damp squib that's always pours, that pours cold water on people's fun? I mean, because you've gone through that phase, you've had the fun, you know the outcomes of it. How do you prevent yourself from being that boring person that's telling people, no, don't do this, don't do that, it's not worth it? You know, is it, is it important for people to go through experiences and then grow up after them? Well, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't want my kids to go through certain things mm-hmm. that I've gone through for them to learn. You know, you don't have to touch the fire to know that it's burning. You know what I mean? I can yeah. tell them that story. Um, but there's also a saying that you know, being smart, and I think it's in this case it would be being grown up. It's knowing that a tomato is is a fruit, yeah. but being wise, which would be to be mature, is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. So you you kind of know and you kind of navigate. You know, you can you can you know look at a situation and know is this. A, 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 the right place to say something shall mm-hmm. I wait until everybody's come down they've stopped laughing and then you say it you know so it, you know it, it, it takes time it, it, it doesn't happen overnight you know but um, I think by being a big brother it helped me a lot and for me having seen my own sisters go through the pain of being in relationships yeah. with men who were playing them you know I, 
Uh, that I must know, have it, hurt, though. That it, must it have does really hurt. hurt. And I remember the day that it happened um, where we spoke about it. I was yeah. with my other brothers, and I was with two of my brothers. I was with Ramesh and Quentin, and we were talking about just what my one of my sisters was Quentin. was going through. I think Kuntandu was going through it. And I know it sounds silly that, you know, men, wake, you know, we only wake up then, mm. you, you know. So throughout this time, I was a grown up because I was already a parent until I, I felt the pain of, of, of my sister going. Wow. So through, you had to, you had to navigate that. her through Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I realized that, you know, certain things and certain calls that I make about my life and how I affect other people is quite important. Yeah. And um, I started to to be cautious of my actions and um, I started to be cautious of my actions and to be a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, sensitive. I, no, um, I, can, you know? I can imagine. That would have broken my heart as well. Yeah, I, I mean, we literally felt the pain. Okay. Um, and but, but I still think it's stupid for, for, for men to have to wait to that point for them to actually get to get the point. Okay. You well, know if what you've I'm just, well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to um, Fortune Messina, who's a guest on my show, Sidebar Cindy. And um, we are chatting about the realization of, okay, now I'm a grown-up. We'll be taking your calls um, after the break. We did have some um, tweets coming through. Um, yesterday when we, when we threw this out onto the timeline and one of the tweets that really touched my heart was from Lady Honeybee and she says that um, you know when I had to provide for my cousins whilst my uncle and wife left us with nothing I was only 18 and by then I had savings in my name but I had to cancel so I could feed their kids when the money was done after two months they came back and they chased me like a dog that really touched my heart and that was her moment of I'm now an adult we also had a tweet from Ngobza who said when I stopped being reactive, and I'm assuming when you, when you stopped reacting to situations mm, and just mm. you know calming down and just taking them in, um, Usli Shamu tweeted and says that um, when I went into labour at the ripe age of 30, so yeah, having wow. a baby will make you grow up. Definitely, overnight. Definitely. So if you've just yeah if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Dr. Cindy Fansale, and I'm on sidebar Cindy with Fortune Messina. You can join the conversation by calling us on 086-0000959. You can SMS us. On three six nine five nine, hashtag is KFM Talk. Sidebar Cindy on Twitter. Um, we'll be back to take your calls after this break. Sidebar with Cindy, Cindy. on Kaya FM ninety five dot nine ninety five dot nine KFM, home of the Afropolitan. With me, Cindy Fansel, and I have Fortune Messina in studio on Sidebar with Cindy. Fortune, you know, during the break, I was just wondering what is going through your head when. At the age of 24, you had two kids born a day apart. What, what, yeah, what happened? Well, like, it's sort of like, a, I was scared. I don't want to lie. You know, I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. Um, it was like being thrown in the deep end when it comes to parenthood. Um, but there was also a sense of excitement. Because I've always wanted to be a dad and, you know, I always dreamt of having a big family. And um, My parents are 24 years, you know, older than me. There's a 24-year gap between me and my kids. So there was excitement in at least, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something to achieve. Oh, so you actually like wanted to have, to have kids. That's, that was something that you were looking uh, yeah, forward yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking, yes, I was looking forward to having kids. It's just that obviously because I was a little bit un 
you know, irresponsible um, in the way I went about it. And it, it actually hurt a lot of people in the process. Um, I wasn't proud of that, mm. but something good came out of it. I have the most beautiful kids and uh, I love them. And, and, and you know, we've, we've got a, a good relationship to, you know, to, to you know, uh, for a parent and and, and those children. lessons, and the lessons that you learned during less, that phase, yeah. how, how have you imparted those lessons to your children? I mean, you have four kids. What have you taught them about, about you know, what happened at that age? Well, you know, the, the two kids are way too young, but the older ones, you know, just especially with my son, because I feel like I have to, uh, he's an extension of me in a sense that he's another man. So I, I, he's 18, so he's another man. Um, he knows he's around here. I always tell him, you know, treat other women like how you would like your sister to be treated. And mm. I know that they've got a very strong bond and a, a strong relationship with him and his twin sister. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that it actually, you know, it actually filters, you know, through to him. Mm. So, um, but then you can have another show where you can invite him and then he can talk about, about that. Oh, but the things that he's gone through. Yeah. And, and also it's, it's just to try and show... Um, you know love to how i i i love you know their mothers and mm. and uh even though i'm not with the with um, the other the other mother of my child in, mm. in marriage but you know we have a, a very good relationship which is you know evidently full of love and full of life and communication there's friendship um you know so I, i'm hoping that they see that mm. and and it becomes the example as opposed to just having to talk about it and your um, daughter i mean what what is your daughter learning about men through the experiences that you've gone through what do you share with her you know um it, it's a, it's a tough one you know daddy and daughter i mean i think you know the daddy and daughter relationship i'm a little bit more protective of her um but we've had chats about uh, we've had chats about boys. I, I do ask about boys and um, they, they become a little bit, they, they don't tell dads anything really. But, um, you know, I encourage an open, you know, we've got an open door policy when it yeah. comes to talking about anything. But I haven't heard anything yet. Um, we have had conversations about how she, you know, what, what she likes to wear, her style of wear. And, and she's made it clear to me that I've never been the kind of dad who's very, possessive or mm. very strict or, or whatever, you know, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping because their friends do talk to me about these things sometimes and I'm hoping that, you know, they can also approach me because I do have other people who are their age mm. talk to me about certain things, but I think because of their father and child relationship, there's a bit of, they can go to their uncles. Like I know, you know, Gopana will talk to Uncle. They spend a lot of time with Uncle Quinton, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and Uncle Ramesh, who I'm hoping that they talk to them about the, the things that they cannot be open to me about. Okay. Um, but it, it's just surrounding them and showering them with love, you know. Um, and I think that's what growing up and, you know, being mature about your approach to life is. Yeah, and so you can you can call us if you've just tuned in. You're listening to Sidebout Cindy. Um, I'm in studio with Fortune Messina and I'll be chatting to Anele Siswana later on. You can call us on 86 You can SMS us on 36959 and you can also join the conversation on Twitter. Um, the hashtags are KaiFM Talk and also Sidebout Cindy. There's something else I wanted to throw in, Fortune, and it's a little bit unrelated to this, but cool. um, is your daughter the child that lives with their mom and not with you? 
Uh, lives is a strong word. So what we, we it's, it's a, it's a half-half. You okay. share a week here, a week there. Oh, okay. You okay. know, uh, and which is, is, is a, a setup that uh, me and the moms, we have a trilateral parenting Okay. Um, situation and a WhatsApp group and whatever, but you know, it's not a. And the reason I'm asking this is because I was chatting to a friend yesterday and I was telling him that um, the way I experienced my father, and um, my dad was an occasional dad. Mm-hmm. So he'd drop into my life and then parachute out, yeah. and then I carry with my mom, yeah. and then he parachutes in and he parachutes out. And when I look at, at my growing up, that had an effect on me. It had an effect on how I relate as a parent to my own children and just how I experienced my father. And mm-hmm. it's only now as an adult that I was able to look at the situation and forgive him for being an occasional dad that was dipping in and out of my life. So you are not like that. I, I'm just asking. Him no, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm like that. I think, um, you know, I think all kids, all children tend to have a soft spot for their mother anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in her head, she would probably feel, um, she would probably feel like she is closer to her mom. Okay. But I think even the other kids who live with me are closer to their mom anyway. Okay. Um, but we do have a very, you know, like a week here and a week there, okay. especially when she was still you know, younger and we couldn't control her schedule. I mean, now she's 18 and she can do what she wants and, you know, and she tries to still keep that balance. But I I think I do impose naturally as, you know, like a a natural parent. It's quite organic. I see her, she sees me. I, you know, so I I wouldn't say I parachute out of a life. Oh, I was just giving, I was just talking about my experience. For me, I don't, I don't feel like that. Okay, great. Because I've, it's from day one, I've always been there. Um, so th- that I'm aware of, and I I, I don't even want to, you know. But I understand it. It can be quite hard well, it, for no, a lot it of can, people, yeah. and it takes a, it takes a long time to to recover from from situations like that. I mean, I think I'm only even able to articulate it now because I have the words to use for that for that feeling I had when I was still a child. But we have a caller. We have Mpo who's on the road. Um, hi, Mpo, and welcome to KFM 95.9. We had some poor and now we've lost her. Okay, we'll try and get her back online. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you, um, unfortunately, your, your life experiences, your brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. you, did you ever have to be deputy parents? I mean, as a firstborn, I, I, we tease about this a lot on, on, the, on, the, on the timeline. Did you ever deputy parents your siblings? Yeah, I, I, yes, that was the part of the growing up. Uh, I think in the whatsapp group actually they those memes fly out a, a lot uh, i never thought i never thought that but um apparently i they look at me as a deputy parent to a degree uh, but i did have to i was the first one to work you know mm. to have a job and what age had you started working i started working at 21 okay um and i you know i was working for the man and uh it, it, the the parenting came in a, in a sense that I then had to um, sponsor a lot of, you know, a launching pad for for all of them. They've never had to work, but I've had to work. So there's a lot of things that I had to do to actually give them a start into their careers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I would. And don't most of us go through that? Yeah, we do. When you when you when you rise, you then you know sending the lift back down for the next sibling, and so on and so on. Whether it's a cousin or a sibling, but you 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 pass it forward. Yeah, so that's exactly what happened with me because you know I was flying around, I was getting exposed to a whole lot of things, bringing back things home buying them clothes buying them equipment which is why they all went into the media space you know so i think i was deputy parent in that way um my music choices anything that i made 
they sort of like followed in that direction anyway. So I became a big influence in their lives. Um, you know, that's the evident part that I can just tell from, I don't need them to say that because I see it in their ways, you know. I led the way in that way. And, 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 it, uh, yeah, and it's been like that, you know. It's been like that. I've, I've been, you know, they still call me when they need to do something, when they need to buy a house, when they need to uh, get married, when they need to, you know. And so, the mistakes you've made with them, have you, have, you, have you made any mistakes? And if you have, have you acknowledged them? I've, I, I don't know. I don't know for my... I don't know for my siblings, but I know I've made mistakes raising my kids. And it's just been a part of the growth process of aging, growing up and maturing. Um, you know, I've, I've made, I hope he's not, he's not listening, but I, the reason he's turning out like this is because I know I made a lot of mistakes mm. with the older kids. But I made them because I had them and I wasn't mature yet, but mm. they were part of them growing up actually taught me a lot about myself and made me mature in the process. You had no choice. They were there uh, and they, you had to They, they were to there, deal yes, with it. Yeah. Yes, you know, so there's a lot of, I dropped the ball here and there. I didn't spend as much time as I thought I, I would have spent with my, with my kids, yeah. you know, when I had them. So, because I was young and I was still working, I thought, you know, if I could get them this, if I could get them the best toys, if I could get them, you know, and then you, you and then you, you get into your, you know, mid thirties and close to forties, and you realize that actually time is more important exactly. than than everything else. And I feel that I'm much closer to my younger kids than I am with my older kids, and yeah. that's solely because I just wasn't there for the yeah. for the other ones. And it's a, it's this hamster wheel that we get caught up, and I think there's a there's a stage of your career where you're trying to do everything. And you neglect your family in the process and you're just going around and around in circles and working and working. And one day you wake up, something happens and you wake up and you realize that it's not important. I need to slow down and take a step back and start again. And I think I'm at that phase at the age of 43. I'm at that phase where I'm slowing down and smelling the coffee. Okay, so we have um, Yelang who's calling us from Randburg. Um, good evening and welcome to Kai FM. Good evening. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. I realized I was grown up when um, I left home rather early. I left home at 20 and I realized that I now had to fend for myself. I was no longer under the protection of my parents and I had to think really quickly of how I was going to survive the world and um, further my education. And it was really hard because you know, one gets used to the comfort of one's family, mm. but um, when you find yourself all alone, big, bad world, you have to think really quickly on your feet. So, yeah, that's when I realized this is it. I'm doing it. <laughs> and, Yelang, the decision to leave home, was that your decision or was it forced upon you? It was my decision. Um, I was always a very forward-thinking child. Yeah. Um, I always knew that South Africa was the country I wanted to live in. So, right, once I had my A-levels, I realized, okay, further education, uh, going into South Africa, making things work, and that was it. Wow. My decision, yeah. And, and looking back, you know, would you do it again? Yes. Without, you see how quickly I answered that question? <laughs> I would. I would because um, when I look back, <clears throat> it's been two decades. See, there I gave away my age. <laughs> are we age mates? We yes, age mates. we are. Um, looking back, I realized that that was the best thing I could have done for myself because it allowed me to grow 
organically mm. and it gave me the space to be myself, to make the mistakes that I needed to make, but to also be very brave. You know, when you leave home and you don't have mommy and daddy to fall back on, yes, you always have them because they're there, but if you have a point to prove, which is I left, I'm going to do this, then you have to In another brave. country, in another yeah. country. I mean, and which country had you moved from? Um, Cameroon. Oh, my word. That is very far. And then <laughs> was there a language barrier at all when you got um, here? For, fortunately for me, there wasn't. Um, if anything, it, it, I was really blessed in that. Um, so the, the French week, because we're bilingual in Cameroon, we speak English and French. So because I speak French, it was an added bonus for me. But I'm from the English-speaking side of Cameroon. Oh, I see. Yes, so yes. that was a that was a real bonus for me. No, well, thank you so much, Elang, and um, I hope you're still enjoying South Africa. Oh, I love it! I love it. Happily married in South Africa. My kids are South African, well, half South African and half Cameroonian. Very, very happy. No, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Well, if you've just joined us, we are um, chatting. I am chatting to Fortune Messina and I'll also be chatting to Dr. Annelise Swana and you're listening to Cindy Fansale on Sidebar. Cindy on Kai FM 95.9. Um, we have Mashilo who tells us um, on Twitter that I realized that when my older brothers left home starting their own families, I was just, um, I just graduated. I had no job. I had no plan. I was offered an opportunity to be a facilitator with no experience. I had to take a risk and it opened up doors for me. And same thing with Yelang. Yelang took a risk. Uma Shilo took a risk. I'm not sure I'd have been brave enough at that age to take such a risk. At the age of 20, to leave home and come to a foreign country. Wow, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but I, you know circumstances i think it's you know it that was their circumstance and you would have you you've had a a different um kind of experience mm. um i mean f- for me to hear you say that you actually grew up in 2013 that was that was like wow it's it's pretty late you get what i'm saying so but i suppose when you have that hunger and you want something um you you're going to go for it no, that's true. I sometimes feel as if my mommy um, Molly coddled me. You know, and I, when I look back and I think how different I am now than what I was in 2013, I think she was such a force and she was such a, a bubble of love and protection that I didn't have to experience a lot of things that people experience. I mean, heartbreak, I mean, that's part of everyone's yeah. life. I, that, that was like the worst for me. But losing someone was, 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 was hard. That was hard. And we welcome Dr. Annelise Swana into um, to the show to side about Cindy. Thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for being here yesterday and today i really appreciate it <laughs> thanks Cindy. i must first um clarify that it feels good to be called a doctor yes but i'm not yet a doctor okay, okay so that's still coming i'm still in the process of formation and developing and maturing into becoming that doctor um so yeah i'm glad to be on the show tonight no thank you so it's so nice to have you i know that you also do therapy for um you do adults adolescents and children yes 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 okay so you cover all all spectrums and families and couples okay and yeah. it's also a lecturer at the University of Johannesburg, Johannesburg yes okay so we, we're glad to have you here and um, I'd like some of your um, ideas around personal growth and why it's so important for us um, to go through some of the things that we go through to grow I consider personal growth as a matter of um, it's it happens in a continuum I was listening to Upoti explaining um, from his personal experiences mm. of how things have unfolded so as I've said it's in a process and it's within a continuum so personal growth you can never say I've reached a point where I've grown 
because there are different aspects of growth and personal growth. Um, you've got emotional growth, mm -hmm. you've got social growth, um, you can have intellectual growth or intellectual development and all of that. And so those may be indicators of personal growth that you've grown. Other people go to a fine extent of going for courses on emotional intelligence mm. because they want to grow in that area. They want to become better in, in becoming a person. Mm. And so personal growth involves a lot of involvement and initiative. Nobody can make you grow faster. Yeah. Um, you can only facilitate that for yourself. So, and so you need a level of acceptance, uh, awareness, first awareness of all, that there's a gap somewhere. And an action and then yeah, to execute as to how do I want to grow. Um, for instance, I personally, I, I took a personal decision that I wanted to become a psychologist. And in becoming a psychologist required a lot of growth and maturity. You can imagine at that time I was 23 when I applied for my master's in clinical psychology. Wow. And one of the most significant things, you can have a greatest level of intellectual engagement or intellectual capacity. Mm. But what is required in the training of psychology, actually when you're still applying, is a level of maturity. And they assess that. They assess that through your lived experiences. And your lived experiences determine the way in which you have navigated the world. And how you've coped with that. And so for me, I was listening to Budua saying he started working at 21. Mm. For me, it wasn't the case. I started working at 13. Wow. Because of the circumstances at home forced me from being a child, but to be an adult from a very young age. So I don't know what it means to be a teenager. So you, uh, that, because that didn't happen for you. That didn't you happen. Looking after I had to facilitate yourself that. and your family yes. and so on. And so that experience helped me when I was applying for my master's because then they can see the level of industriousness that I have. Mm -hmm. At the same time, when I was doing my grade 10 and 11, I had to work at McDonald's where I was, I know what it feels like to be at the back when you yeah. call those three quarters down and not. I've been through that, done that. And so my formative experiences, and again, being young and different mm. enabled me to grow faster. And one of the most interesting things I'll never forget, it is when I discovered that I'm gay. And that was also another part of development of growing to understand who is Anel and what are the things that will make me stand out as a person. Mm. And so spiritually, again, there's one of my favorite scriptures on First Corinthians um, 13 verse 11, where Apostle Paul speaks about the idea that when I was young, I thought and reasoned and behaved like a child. child. However, when things became better and I became man, a man, noting with not without gender or sexual. Yeah, the biblical, uh, the, the, biblical, biblical yeah, yeah. the biblical aspect. aspect I have yeah. to stress that. <laughs> yes, that's so, important. When we exceed, it means that we each in each and every step of our development in our lives, there's a there's a there's a conflict. And a resolution. There's mm -hmm. one person who speaks about that, Eric Erickson, that in every stage of development, there's a conflict and a resolution. a resolution. Now, you have people who get stuck in a particular stage where you'll have someone saying that I'm 40 years, but the way they act and behave suggests that they're still very young. So, mm -hmm. for me, I believe that in development and growth, Chronological age is not a determiner mm. of maturity. True. And that's true. true. Yeah. Well, well, I want to come back to your, your um, coming out as, as gay, and I want to know how that happened. But before that, okay. we'll take a call from Usandi Siwe, who's in Bramfontein. Good evening, Sandi Siwe, and welcome to Kai FM 95.9. Hello. Um, thank you for having me again. Um, 
Yes, thank you for calling. So, um, when did you realize that, um, you know, you were now grown up and you were no longer a child? You know, when adulting had hit full force? Um, I realized that I was grown up when I had to um, move to Joburg from Port Elizabeth, um, which was like 2016. Um, yeah. So, when I moved here, I was starting off at Vids and it was my first time coming to Joburg and then I was with no one and then I remember that the bus just dropped me at Park Station and then yeah when I got there I actually had to figure my way out in terms of everything getting my own place and then I actually realized today that I'm actually yeah grown I guess. I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of people resonate with your story, Sandisiwe, because moving to the big city from a smaller place mm. is always a traumatic mm. experience. And in terms of, of, of just navigating your way through it, who, who helped you? Did you find friends? Did you find yourself, you know, seeking therapy at the campus psychologist? How did you navigate all the changes that were happening in your life at that time? Oh, so I remember I got a call. Um, I actually looked for a place through Gumtree. And then I met the landlord at Park Station. So she actually came and then she dropped me off at the res. I got to the res, met a few people there. But then in terms of um, figuring my way out around Joburg, I did that on my own. I also remember my first taxi experience in Joburg and it was so bad to the point where um, Dan Shorter basically inside the taxi and then I didn't know that I didn't have enough money and I remember I just kept quiet inside the taxi until the driver actually asked stopped to the car and then was like um I was so scared because I thought the driver would just like ask me to leave the taxi but then luckily someone paid for me oh well that was that and was then, that yeah. was kind no but thank you so much Sandisiwe um we'll be back um, after this break okay. um, on KFM 95.9 on Sidebar Cindy. Let the good doctor give you some expert advice. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on KFM 95.9. KFM 95.9, home of Afropolitan, with me, Cindy Fansale, on Sidebar Cindy. We'll be taking more of your calls, 86 95.9 You can SMS us on 36959. Join the conversation on Twitter, hashtag KFM Talk, Sidebar Cindy. And we have Umzi on the line, and he's calling us from Tembisa. Hi, Umzi. Welcome to KFM. Thank you. All right. So um, I realized that I'm grown up when I stopped sharing my relationship stories with my friends. How? Mm. So you stopped telling me about your girlfriends? <laughs> yeah, I stopped, talking, I stopped talking about my girlfriend uh, to my friends or anything, any, any, any issues that I have with my girlfriend. I discussed it with her instead of going to my friends for advice or solutions. So did you have a disappointing experience? Did someone intervene in a way that you didn't like? What happened? Mm, what happened is um, every time I had a problem with my girlfriend and uh, I shared all those problems with my friends, they would start judging me based on those problems. And at that time, uh, by that time, we realized that uh, I've already forgiven her, but they haven't. Mm. Mm. Now that is some. 
Yeah. So they will regard me as a stupid for forgiving her for cheating on me. Whereas at that time, I have forgiven her. Mm. And I think that has happened to all of us Where you overshare what has happened in your relationship You resolve the issues And then the people that you've shared with Haven't forgiven the person that you've forgiven mm. And that's, that's, mm. that, that, that's definitely a growing point for most of us But thank you so much, Mzi We also have Paul calling us from Brooklyn um, Good evening, Paul, and welcome to 95.9 Hi Thank you, Paul. Thank you for calling um, When did you realize that um, you, know, you are now a grown-up? I realized uh, when I was only 17 at the University of Porta, I applied for a course that I didn't have an interest in. But for me to make it in life, I had to apply for it. And I, fortunately, I got accepted. Mm. It was a nursing degree. And at the time, students were being paid for nursing students. Yeah. So for survival, unlike people who opted to go to the streets, I thought maybe education plus work uh, would do something for me. I was only 17, but it's an emotional thing, I must say, for me to say it now to somebody. Uh, perhaps you can even hear it from my voice. I'm no, we can... a lot of emotion. Yeah, but thank you so much because, for sharing it, Paul. Yeah. Because at the time, uh, it was really tough. Uh, I didn't grow up in a family that, uh, what can I say, that was impoverished. And, <laughs> well, I had to fend for myself. I hear everyone say that. But let me go to what I want to say. I realized when I was dating an older woman who was an attorney. Mm who told me that uh, I'm a major uh, because I had gone past the stage of being a minor. Mm. I can make decisions for myself. You know, she taught me a lot. And uh, I was a sidekick at the time. Nice. <laughs> Fortune! <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I didn't. Uh. <laughs> because, <laughs> sorry, because, uh, well, because of my looks, uh, I think I was appealing at the time. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, Le Madame took me in and then she, she taught me a lot. And uh, because of that, that legal aspect of saying you're no longer a minor, you're a major, you can decide for yourself. Mm, and make legally, big decisions. Legally, that for me stood out. And... Ever since then, I took it upon myself to say, you know what, I'm going to do it mm. with or without my parents. With the blessings of my parents, yes, I will. But another thing that made me realize that I'm now an older person, major, um, is that uh, I was earning money and I could put my money where I wanted to you know, go to in terms of traveling without anybody signing on my behalf and, you know, doing a whole lot of things alone. Yeah, that's and a as nice a result, one. I spent a lot of time. I, I mean, I only had my first child at uh, you and I age mates, by the way. Okay, so you're also 43. <laughs> so I, I, 
I had my first child at the age of 37. Mm. So you can imagine I enjoyed my student life plus uh, the traveling life, exploring the world, seeing other parts, how people do things elsewhere, not conforming to certain things that I grew up believing in, being a Roman Catholic boy, you know, having to go to the altar and all. You know, I also... I learned what I have learned over time, which helped me to see myself for who I am and not conform to anybody's standards. Okay. No, thank you so much, Mpo. Thank you so much for sharing that. So we have Puso on the line from South Hills. Good evening, Puso, and thank you for holding. Uh, Welcome to uh, 95.9. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm just fascinated by the topic. By the way, you know, human sexuality, by the way, it's a given. And, and it's a very complex one. Okay. And yes, it's very complex. But I, I just happened to walk into the conversation now. But what else is I'm, I'm thinking about uh, growing up? That you know that you've grown up. I think you must read a book called Native Sun. Okay, Native Tongue. Native Sun. Oh, Native Sun. I think it's native Alec Baldwin. Is it uh, Baldwin or something? No, 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 no. It's written by uh, Richard Wright. Okay. Richard Wright, yes. And read a lesson before dying. Okay. Yeah, by 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 Gaines. Um, I forgot the name. The, 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 uh, by Gaines. But you you know the Google. But what I'm uh, uh, my, my 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 thing is that you see, we have been so engineered as to think what people think. Okay. So much, so much so that uh, I'm 60 years of age. Yes. So much so that uh, we have thwarted whatever path that we want to, 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 to plot for ourselves because of the pleasures that, and we listen to the pleasures unnecessarily. And I applaud that young man who is in the studio there, who was just uh, prodding his soul. He's helping a lot of young people and older people and older. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Thank you so much, Puto. Thank you so much, there are people. There are people who are struggling yeah. with certain things. And you can't grow until you grapple. Mm. With, with your issues. own self. self. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you so much for your call. So we'll chat to Raj now, who's in Randburg. Hi, Raj. Thank you for waiting. You're listening to Kai FM and you're on air. If my battery cuts out, don't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't take I'm it personally. Um, no, I just, the moment of impact for me was uh, jumping off the, the plane in London at the 20, well, 21 and a half years old. And uh, just uh, jumping off the plane, getting onto the tube, and then jumping off the tube and going into a shared house. And <laughs> I think, you know, sorry if it sounds a bit crass, uh, when I moved into the shared house, I was in a room with another South African, right? And I remember moving the bed to just clean the room because the room didn't meet my standards and finding some earbuds and condoms under the bed sure. and realizing I'm not in in my own room anymore. You are, you are in a uh, shared space and you have to grow up very quickly. Hey, and you know what? Uh, it's a new country. You're treated like a foreigner. You know, you're like a Zimbabwean. <laughs> I actually knew how the Zimbabweans must feel when they come to our country or, you know, any other person from Malawi, from... You know, wherever, when they come to our country, exactly how badly we treat them, you know. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Suraj. Thank you for sharing that. And then we have Unlumisa on the line from Soweto. Unlumisa, welcome to KFM 95.9.
Okay, we Mumisa has gone. Okay, so Anita, just coming back to your to your um, you know growing up and having to accept your sexuality and coming out as gay, um, you know what happens there? You know, the coming out process is a developmental phase mm-hmm. um, where you go through a lot of things, where you hate yourself, your first experience or encounter with another person of your same sex, you feel so dirty. Others even go to the point where they fast because they want to get rid of this demon in their heads. Mm-hmm. So, so those kind of experiences. And I, I grew up to get to a point where I said to myself, if I want to free myself and be that kind of a person that I should be and that I was destined to be. The first point it is to accept and love myself more than anyone else could love themselves. And how do you prepare yourself mentally for I, for backlash or oh, you know whatever it is that you're going to face after coming out? I, it was a lot of process. I went through different therapists. Unfortunately, because I was a psychology student, I was quite psychologized and I was one of those inquisitive people. So I frustrated um, the, the, the process of my becoming because I believe coming out is a process of becoming. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, eventually, you get to realize that this is the kind of person that I am and I have to make peace with that. Once you have done that for yourself, it becomes much more easier for other people to accept you and to embrace you. And to see that I've grown from that, I saw myself as a person beyond my sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Because society puts the orientation before. Before than, anything before else. Before anything yeah, else. Yeah, that is so true. And so interestingly, it helped me actually. Um, because you realize that I'm gay and then society already has a label. So I thought, you know what? Let me become extremely educated. Um, I worked very, at a very young age and became successful in all of that. So people have got less to say. And interestingly, you, I'm a professional. If in a, in a professional space, you have got to see me. And the last thing that I, all, I realized that has been a milestone in my journey as a gay person is my deepened spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a preacher. <laughs> so for some people, they always find dissonance as to how you preach something again. Like, no. For me, my theology of God is quite different, um, which again, that theology of relating with God has grown over time. So basically, I, I'm, I believe that we are a product of our formation. Mm. Our experiences shape the way we see the world and the way we, we are and the way we define ourselves. In psychology, there's this thing that they call it nature versus nature. Yes. Mm. Uh, nature determines that by age, you should be this way. However, nature helps you that despite being 20 or 21, but there will be experiences that will nurture you to become a particular person. However, that formation or that kind of consequence of the person you become can be either be negative or positive. But we, with development and growth, we always strive to be on the other end in seeing that we have grown. Yeah. And, and one thing that I, I, I'm a firm believer of is that one cannot grow and get mature individually life experiences and certain people around us will shape help shape what happens the way we see the world and and our wisdom comes from interactions with other people no, that as is well. so true and we have i mean we have a tweet from tipic soul who says that um his growth came when all the responsibilities in the family were shifted to him with no hesitation and his presence means something to the family so it seems yeah. as if uh, you know 
getting more responsibility or you know being being you know burdened with something to to do with within the family mm, is a sign mm. of growth i mean fortune yeah. you can relate to that a lot as a deputy parent yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's what I, I think that's what i said in the beginning that you got to grow outward and touch people around you and that becomes um a sign that you've actually uh, matured you know um and i just want to echo what you said mm-hmm. um uh, I'd almost said doctor um, <laughs> but it's true I think when you define what I mean I've been married now for I think it's 17 years um, you know and you know I've been a parent for such a long time but what was scary for me about becoming a parent or going into marriage was that I always had this idea that people would be you know would expect me to be a certain way mm-hmm. when you're married you don't do this you don't tweet this you don't write this you don't say this no, no, you, you, don't do, you that. do whatever fortunately no and i do whatever i want and 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 i'm happy and yeah. i'm 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 free and you know i allow my kids to teach me i love my wife and and my the, the, you know my my daughter's mom to teach me i'm teachable young people reach out to me and i learn from them as well so you know it's it's there's no template nobody for me i i agree with with the gentleman i don't want people um to to define your what your growth yeah. is or what you all have different parts exactly to to, to journey along and yeah. in that comes the growth well we'll wrap it i'm, I'm gonna you know wrap up with um a tweet from a friend of mine called lusanda she says she realized that she was adulting when she was part of the negotiation delegation for her brother's lobola <laughs> proceedings Right? So, yeah. you know. That's a cultural aspect of mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. yeah, she had to grow in that regard. And you know what's difficult? Like trying to, because I've done it a couple of times and, you know, and I don't speak the African languages so well and you can't really do this thing twanging. No. You know, so that kind of. You cancelled immediately. Exactly, you know. Well, you know, it's been a great show. Thank you so much, um, Anele, for, for being here and Fortune great. as well. Um, I have a very lovely quote that I found by, from Maya, Dr. Maya Angelou. And it says, most people don't grow up. Most people age. They find parking spaces. They honor their credit cards. They get married. They have children. And they call that maturity. What that is, is aging. Definitely. And um, I think that resonated a lot with what we've been speaking about this evening. Um, I think my last thing, my sidebar from all of this and this conversation that we've had is, I wish the growth could happen without pain. You know, if I could, if I could <laughs> turn back time, I'd love to have the growth. I'd love to be the person that I am today without having had to lose a mom or go through heartbreak or, you know, have a miscarriage and all mm, these other things that I've mm. been through. I wish the growth came without pain. And I, I know it's impossible, uh, but I wish it did. Well, that's part of the formation process yeah. of becoming um, and growing like a flower. Yeah, you got to go yeah. through, the, through the fire. No, but thank you so much. And so Great. tomorrow we'll be chatting about um, apologizing to your children for parenting errors. So, Fortune, <laughs> I wonder if you've apologized to Kopano for all the things that have happened. But when last did you apologize to your kids? Have you ever had to? You know, and if you did, how did you do it? So join me tomorrow evening. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. But tomorrow evening between 7 and 8, Sidebar Cindy on KFM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy. Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.